you don't know what you know. And I didn't realize the knowledge I had that I gained could really be put into the next generation to help advance women leaders. You think what you know probably is like common knowledge because you forget how much you do know. We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance. So I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> Our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script challenge. Yes, we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm Benton Crane, your co-host and the CEO of Harmon Brothers. Today I have with me a very special guest. I have Dr. Courtney Baker. Welcome to the show, Courtney. Hey, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So um, Courtney Baker is a mentor and a cheerleader for female service-based businesses, correct? Correct. She is the owner of an eight-figure national enterprise uh, that provides health care to over 40,000 children with special needs. Did I get that right? 4,000. 4,000. Apologies. Courtney has also been featured on iHeartRadio, Huffington Post, Fox News, Forbes, and many other publications. Uh, so we're really excited to have her with us today. Courtney, let's get started. Um, first off, I want you to kind of give us, give our listeners a little deeper overview of what you're up to today and why they should care. <laughs> so today I am um, helping female entrepreneurs run service-based businesses because, and you should care because it's important to um, know the solid foundations of running a business. And so I use my entrepreneurial journey for doing this roller coaster for the last almost 20 years mm -hmm. um, to pour into the next generation of women leaders. So it sounds like you have your own kind of core business. And then in addition to that, you do the coaching for for the female entrepreneurs. So first talk to us about um, your, your health care business. Sure. So I started Kids Care Home Health in 2003, right after the economy uh, tanked after 9-11 and um, decided pretty quickly. I was 28, so, you know, I knew everything. Um, <laughs> Everybody in their that, 20s does, right? Absolutely. And uh, that it was just, I was done being an undervalued employee and decided that I could do this shit myself, which is basically the, the what I said to myself. And um, started my company with $15,000. I was pregnant at the time and um, we made it work. And it was just me with 10 little patients. And today we have over 700 employees and um, are in three states, soon to be four, and just growing like gamebusters. That's fantastic. And at what point did along that journey did you say, hey, I've learned some things here that I can use to help other female entrepreneurs? That happened in 2018 when I decided that there was a, a young girl who'd reached out to me and she said she wanted me to mentor her. And I asked her what she, what her goals were. And she said, I really one day want to start my own business. And I, I said, why, why, why are you waiting? And she said, well, I don't know. Cause I'm, you know, 23 at the time. And I said, oh no, we got this. So, um, she quit her job four months later and started a digital, um, she does digital marketing. And today she has, 
two years, almost two, well, a year and a half later, she has um, eight employees. And I realized like, you don't know what you know. And I didn't realize the knowledge I had that I gained could really be put into the next generation to help advance women leaders. Well, expound on that statement just a little bit. I, I really like that because usually we always say you don't know what you don't know, but mm -hmm. you just kind of flip that on its head. You don't mm -hmm. know what you know. Talk to us more yeah. about that. You think what you know probably is like common knowledge because you forget how much you do know. And she was asking me, like, where do I even begin? And I was like, oh, well, you, you've got to find, you've got to get an LLC. You've got to, you know, and, and, and telling her all the things that I've learned. And she just looked at me like she had no idea. And I realized then I was like, we always say you don't know what you don't know, but you don't know what you do know. It's kind of, it's almost like it's this curse of knowledge. You've just, you've developed, uh, you know, the skill set, the knowledge. And so you kind of assume that everybody has that, but it's not true. It is. Yeah. And so we think, you know, we know it like the back of our hands so much that we think that everyone knows it and they don't. So, so that experience was in 2018. Um, so it's been a couple of years. So it sounds like you took that experience and then you rolled it out to help other, uh, other women as well. Talk to us about that. So it's more about scaling the business and getting out of the solopreneur struggle into, I mean, I worked myself out of a job at the age of 37. I still own and I'm still CEO of this company that ha is multi, multi-million dollars. And I don't, I get to do what I want to do because I've created a, an enterprise that runs with people I've put in place. And so now, I mean, helping the next generation is really my passion and learn how to scale and scale ethically and appropriately um, is super important to me. I love it. So let's talk about your poop to gold journey. What, what is the, journey. what's that crazy, uh, crazy obstacle, crazy moment that you had to overcome along your journey? Well, I've had a couple. Um, do you want to talk about my first one when I was a single teenage mom on Medicaid and food stamps? Or do you want to talk about the time I had a stroke? Um, well, let's let's uh, start with the first one and see what we have time for. Okay. So I graduated high school and six months later, I had my son, Landon, and was on Medicaid and food stamps for um, probably about a year and a half and worked my way as a waitress, um, even when I was nine months pregnant. And um, to go from that journey to now, you know, Texas Businesswoman of the Year and named one of the top 100 leaders in healthcare with my doctorate degree. Um, so that that's the first struggle of that moment being a lot of hard work and just to overcome to where I am now. Okay, so let, let's dive into that just a little bit. So okay. um, what, what, are the, what are the thoughts and the emotions that are running through your head in the middle of the, you know, the, the, the obstacle, the poop moment, the crappy situation? What are you feeling at that point? My son had colic really bad. And, and you know, and when I had him, I, I thought of giving him up for adoption. And I realized that I'd already had experienced so much loss. I lost my sister when I was 16 and she was 20. That's a lost devastating so age to, to lose a loved one. Yeah. She was my best friend and I helped take care of her. She had multiple sclerosis. So I would feed her and bathe her and help her walk and talk. And then, you know, to get pregnant, um, and 
have my son, I thought I can't give him up. So I have to, I have to figure this out. And he had colic so bad. And I remember he was sitting in the swing and he was crying. And I was like, this is God's punishment for me, you know? (laughs) And then to realize like, that was really the best thing that could have ever happened to me at that age. The punishment actually turned out to be a gift. Oh, it was, but you know, for me, I believe God is the only thing that can take the worst possible thing in life in your head and make it beautiful. Mm -hmm. I oftentimes hear that question asked of like, you know, why does God let bad things happen to good people? Um, And what you just said, um, at least for me, I I feel like is the answer that he allows bad things to happen because when we take those bad things and turn them over to him, he can he can make a bad thing into a beautiful thing for us. Uh, it, it's interesting to hear how when we look back at the really hard things that we've gone through in life, it's rare to hear somebody say like, well, you almost always hear people say things to the effect of, I wouldn't change a thing. You know, it made me who I am. Uh, you, you know, you hear those type of statements, which is interesting because those were really hard, terrible things that that, that we had to go through and yet we wouldn't change it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think of even, you know, with my sister's death. I mean, that created me to be the person I am. And so, you know, I have that that journey as well as even though I wouldn't have chosen that without that happening, I would have never have gotten pregnant, never have made the decisions that I've made along my life journey of just my career choice and and everything. Mm hmm. Okay, let, let's go to your uh, your second poop to gold moment. So I had started my doctorate journey in August of 2012. And a month later, after writing in orientation for school, my 80th birthday toast, I had a stroke in two places on September 18th. Wait, 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 hold, hold on, hold on. Your 80th birthday toast, you're not 80. No, but we had to write, we had to reflect on the person that we wanted to be. Oh, I see. I see. In school at orientation. And I realized like at that point, I wasn't living as the person that I wanted to be remembered for and made like this vast commitment to myself to, to change that person. And then a month later, had a stroke in two places and underwent a seven hour brain surgery. So I pulled out of school in, in, in September and healed and recuperated and re-enrolled in January of 2013 and finished in 2015. What did that do to your life in that moment? Well, when it happened, I went to the sink and I I tried to wash my hair and I couldn't remember how. And I knew something was wrong, but I didn't want to go to the doctor, which many women feel that way. And so I laid back down and then I had a seizure. And when I had a seizure, my husband saw and he called the ambulance. And because I'd had a seizure, I couldn't drive for six months. So I decided that I would do my own therapy. And because I'm a speech pathologist, I got this. And I rehabbed my way through um, those four months until I went to school January 2013. What were the feelings um, as, as you're kind of having to pull out of school and shift your life to go into kind of this rehab mentality? I was scared. I'll be honest. It was really, it was scary. It was devastating. I, ne- I didn't know at that point if I could go back to school, which 
I wanted to go to school for that 19-year-old single mom because she wanted that. And I, I wanted to prove to her that she was worthy and that she could do it. So you're, you're fulfilling was... a dream that you've had for many, many years. Mm, yeah. And to feel like I couldn't was scary. And I, I was angry. You know, why did God let this happen? And my friend called me and he was a CEO of a hospital. And he was like, you don't even sound bad. Get back to work, you know, get back to school. And that gave me like, yeah, I can do this. And that gave me the encouragement and the support to say that I, I got this. So I re-enrolled in January, four months later, before I could drive. <laughs> that's um, that's phenomenal. It's it's so inspiring to hear the um, the things that 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 you've had to overcome to get to where you're at today and to become who you are today. So thank, thank you, you, thank you for sharing those moments with us. Sure. Now, what what tips would you make for so our audience, um, we have a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of marketers, uh, we have some filmmakers as well. If you had to share, you know, one, maybe two tips that you would share with that crowd, what would those be? Well, first of all, get out of your own way, um, because most of the time we set our own ceiling and there's no reason for it, I, for one. And secondly, um, you know, when you're in, we're in this time of pivoting, um, when you're really looking at pivoting or digging deep into your services, um, find somewhere that is fertile soil so you can grow. Don't make a shift that's um, temporary. What do you mean by what do you mean by look for fertile soil? Can you give us an example? Sure. Like whatever is speaking to you that you want to do. Um, you know, don't, we're constantly bombarded with all of these new shiny objects, you know, go for the ones that you can invest your time and that are worthy to you, um, as opposed to um, the next new thing, especially gotcha. in marketing. Yeah. Where can our listeners stay in touch with you, Courtney? Sure. You can find me on Instagram at Dr. Courtney Baker, or I have a, a way to scale your business that you can find on my website at CourtneyBaker.com forward slash scale. And Courtney is spelled C-O-R-T-N-E-Y, correct? Uh -huh. No, you. Awesome. Courtney, thank you for coming on the show. It's been such a pleasure to get to know you today. Thanks. It's good to, to be here and thanks for having me. Our pleasure. And for our listeners, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And we'll see you on the next episode. As entrepreneurs and small businesses, we all kind of reach that point where we know we've created something awesome and we want to share it with the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary or you just don't know where to go next, right? And the beautiful thing about this 14-day script challenge is you get your hand held from okay, you have this cool product, now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase. And in the 14-day script challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step-by-step -step with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. Yeah, you actually watch us go through each of the steps ourselves. 
and create it with a real client, a real product, and um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business. People tell us over and over again, it is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14-day script challenge and, and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen. And we've had dozens of students who have successfully taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns, and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hbros.co slash script. That's hbros.co slash script.